Sultans of Slam for December 20th, 2019. Uh, uh, I am your host this week, Lee, joined by Reed. Hi. Hi. Andrew's not here. No. He was literally He's blown in the away. deepest, darkest corners of his mind. <laughs> well, I mean, here we are on the precipice of a huge pop culture uh, phenomenon. Yes, that's right. It's finally here. The Witcher on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say the return of Black Rain. The return of Black Rain. It's finally back. We gotta stop talking about it. We'll get blocked. Uh, yeah. So uh, here we are on the on the cusp of Christmas. Uh, exhausted, I'm sure, from the the month preceding. But we're here to talk about wrestling all the same. Yes. Uh, last show I talked a bit about WWE 2K20 and what a trash fire that is. They updated it. 1.06 update adds championship belts back, and you can now customize them. Oh my god! I know it's a <laughs> my god. I know it's a big ask uh, to be able to customize championship belts. Something That's that has been those games. been available in those games forever. For like why they took it out, decade. I. I don't know, uh, but now this is super annoying because I'll have to go into my universe mode, get my created belts with my weed leaves and McDonald's symbols or whatever I want to do, uh, and then redo the whole contendership. Also in the contendership, I think I mentioned this last week, you can only be in contention for one title at a time on one show. So you can't have a guy both be in contention for the heavyweight championship and a tag belt. So you can never possibly have a double champ. You can never have someone be a double. Well, you can put the you can put the belt on them manually, like manually. But that's yes. not the same as someone winning it organically. So I don't know. I don't know if you can then because before you could do an entrance where you had multiple championships. You could have like two championships on each arm, and this is what his entrance looks like. Maybe they took that out, and that's why they took the other thing out. I don't know, man. Uh, it's whatever. The less we talk about that game, the yeah. better. Also, I haven't played any of it in the last week since I last <laughs> talked about it. So there's too many other games to so play. Right screw now. it. Yeah, Wadham. Check that shit out. Uh, so last Sunday we had WWE TLC tables, ladders, oh, right. I forgot. and chairs. Um, did you end up uh, watching that or having it on in I the background? Did. I Yeah, I was uh, playing a lot of Pokemon and getting ready for my ass to be whooped by Roderick. Yeah, all, um, that, all that practice just to be jobbed out. Uh, I taught everything I, kn- I knew and then he just... He beat you. He just beat me. But yeah, I had it on the background. I don't remember a single thing that happened in that show today on Friday. Other than Kyrie Sane's injury? <laughs> yeah, other than Kyrie Sane's injury. Um, yeah, yeah so, stuff happened on that show. Buddy Murphy and Aleister Black had a good match. That's, uh, that's what I remember. Yeah, but he, what was the storyline there? Buddy Murphy knocked on his door? And they all fight you. And then they and fought. Then was, and then they fought. Yep. All right. That's what happened. Sweet. Sometimes uh, simple is best. Yep. Uh, so on the kickoff show, we had Humberto Carrillo and Andrade... Uh, yeah, Humberto wins in a pinfall Smackdown Tag Championship New Day defeats The Revival in a ladder match um, That was a very good match From what I remember it, like, It's hard to have a bad ladder match it's, but, but like the bar is set so high on a ladder match it didn't now. Like need it's got to be, it, it never we need it needs to be dialed back. No, uh, but this did not need to be like match of the year. It was no. perfectly serviceable for what it was. Yep. And I was sports entertained. Damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Alistair Black uh, and Buddy Murphy, the aforementioned uh, Alistair Black winning that one by a pinfall. Yep. Raw Tag Team Championship, the Viking Raiders versus the OC ends in a double countout. Uh, Boo. Cool. <laughs> uh, King Corbin defeats Roman Reigns. Yeah. 
uh, in Go a Taker's Ladders. Yeah. <laughs> King Corbin is... Uh, he's over in this office. He's over in this office only. Yeah. Uh, the only place. Um, and then we had uh, Bray Wyatt defeating The Miz. So the storyline here was Bray Wyatt, uh, not The Fiend, mind you, yeah. but Bray Wyatt uh, wrestled his Miz. Personality Bray Wyatt. Uh, broke into his house, uh, put a doll in, in Miz's child's crib. generally stalking them and being creepy. Yeah, Miz is, Miz is trying to scare Daniel Bryan, being like, this guy's going to so fuck up your whole life. <laughs> Miz is saying this is the most personal match I've ever had, and he comes out and does his goofy fucking face entrance where he's yeah. dancing. And then locks up with him. Yeah, and then locks <laughs> up with him. That's and then you story. have NXT where Cameron Grimes, his hat was stolen, and this dude's so pissed, he doesn't even do his entrance. He just storms out. It's, uh, yeah, like, I like Miz, uh, but uh, also this, whenever it's the, you you insulted my family personally, or this is a blood feud, and I'm gonna wait for the bell to ring and lock up with you. I hate that. Uh, <laughs> like, I hate just... that he waits for the bell to ring. Bray Wyatt is showboating to the crowd during this super serious angle. He's showboating, he's doing, he's hot-dogging, he's grandstanding. At least uh, there was no red light. Yeah, he has his back turned to Miz, and Miz isn't attacking him. Yeah. Like, this dude has been stalking your family, and you're just going to let him pander to the crowd for a bit? Miz has the fear, man. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so, some uh, something to support that if you get into a uh, feud with The Fiend, you revert to a gimmick from ten years ago. Uh, with Seth rejoining the Shield, Dale Bryan back as the American Dragon... Etc. No, Seth's just back in his heel gimmick. Yeah, Seth never left his heel gimmick, but he was a babyface. No, he's, he's not back with the shield. <laughs> yeah. That's my Seth Rollins impression. Uh, next up, we had, speaking of blood feuds, Bobby Lashley and Rusev. Bobby Lashley winning this one. This was a match by every definition of the word. Yeah. A match. Hey, as long as people keep watching those segments, this is going to... I don't know at what point it has to start. Oh, right, there's big YouTube numbers. <laughs> it's going to go until Lana gives birth to a black baby beautiful black Could baby you imagine That's they hired a, if they hired a baby <laughs> they, hired a, they hired a baby just yeah. hornswoggle with black baby. uh <laughs> the carnies man uh women's tag team championship the kabuki warriors uh versus becky lynch and charlotte flair uh so the story here was uh what what she got hit on the ta- like a table at a ringside? No, so uh got what everybody thinks to seeing the the injury spot was Charlotte gave Kyrie an exploder suplex outside into the barricade and it okay. looked like she landed red on her head. Awful. Yeah, it was bad. And then for, she was just super disoriented. Look, everybody knows about this. We don't need to yeah. get into the finer details. Sure. But uh at the end of the day it was the responsibility of the ref to tell Charlotte not to mess around with Kyrie as she's right. Yeah. That did not or, happen. Or the responsibility of Kyrie to do so. Or whatever. Well, Kyrie, you can't rely on her when she's no, concussed. She's, she's, she's concussed. That's yeah, right. but Becky right. and Asuka, from all accounts, took pretty good care of her for the rest of the match. So it could have been worse. It could have been better. Yeah. Uh, you mean other than Charlotte uh, putting her up for a powerbomb and trying to hit her with chairs and stuff like that? And slapping her and in slap, the head. Slapping her in the head when she has yeah. a concussion. Uh, so the, the thing that uh, leads everyone to believe that it is a, a shoe concussion is that... Uh, WWE won't say what it is. She's just been t- pulled off house shows. Uh, she appeared on Raw, I think, at least briefly, uh, but isn't isn't working and is well, is not on the active roster. And besides so. the fact that she wasn't going up for moves, she's generally yeah. disoriented and she sprinted and ran away from a possible chair uh, angle. Champa, who also uh, recently had like a concussion, they, it was the same thing. They wouldn't tell you. He's just injured. Yeah. We yeah. won't tell you what it is. We'll tell you exactly what it is if it's anything else but that. We yes. won't tell you it's <laughs> uh, Now listen, in sports, in real sports, 
uh, concussions happen all the time. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that is quickly disclosed. Obviously, this is like this is part of the game. This is something that can happen. Uh, that's why these people are compensated in the way that they are. Yep. Uh, it's very strange that WWE always chooses to. Well, we know why, uh, but here or they're we are. taken to a local medical facility. Oscar, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, who had to basically do uh, a handicap match after that injury, uh, wins. <laughs> then we immediately cut backstage to uh, Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin continuing to brawl. Yep. Because uh, why not? Apparently, they're gonna be a, there's gonna be a wrestling match on New Year's Eve. Like make a televised re- like wrestling match on New Year's Eve. It's Roman Reigns is involved. I don't know who he's fighting. Probably should be King Corbin. Roman and Baron. Uh, what? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. He's not Baron anymore. He's King. He's, he's King, King Corbin. Corbin. Drop the Baron. Bartender. He upgraded from a Baron to a King, which is a pretty significant. Like you skipped Duke, you skipped Prince. Yeah. You're the, right. To King. Bar- bartender is like the entry level. <laughs> I choose bartender. No, a I... Baron. You see, a Baron is like. You kind of own like a little section okay. of a neighborhood. Like serfdom? Yeah. <laughs> it's moved right up. You have the Bloody Baron and the Witcher. Well, he competed in the in the tournament, which is held, to determine who the new king will be. This is how monarchy works. Uh, <laughs> anyone listening uh, in the United States. Yeah, the Queen uh, Elizabeth won a battle royale. fought to the death. <laughs> she was the best. Uh, jobbed out Shorty G in the final and became Queen of England. It's true. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I had a little bit here on the, the Kyrie Sane injury. But anyways, hope she gets well soon. Yep. It was, it's nasty. Uh, and, and shouldn't have to happen. If it is, in in fact, supposed to be a sporting event, if, so, you know, uh, we had an NXT recently where someone got injured and were swapped out uh, mid-match. I'm not saying that, you know, on a pay-per-view, the same thing could necessarily yeah, happen. They, or make they sense they take to do Kyrie so. out mid-match and yeah. replace her with... Uh, Io Shirai. Oh, damn it, put Io Shirai in. <laughs> we got another one, don't we? Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Awful. Awful. He's an awful man. Uh, <laughs> Excellent point, Shelton. <laughs> uh, AEW Dynamite. So we both watched Dynamite. I watched it very late last night. So my recollection of the events might be a little cloudy. Uh, and then NXT, neither of us watched. But no. uh, by all accounts, we have heard it was an, was an exceptional show. show. Yeah. Um, it and it sounded two, like an exceptional show. Two championship show. matches on there uh, as well, bookending the show, right? And so, Rio won the championship. But we'll well, get spoilers for you. Jesus, oh. come on. So the final 2019 edition of AEW Dynamite, they're doing uh, some kind of pre-recorded bit uh, for Christmas, and then the next one will be January 1st. No, Wednesday. they have no show Christmas. They, no, no new show. They have a pre-recorded something. I don't know if it's like a dark It's match. probably just like a summary of uh, the year in review. W- whatever the case. Yeah. There is a show on Christmas. It is not a live show. Damn it, Reed. How can you resist me? <laughs> uh, so the final new edition of uh, AEW Dynamite was this past Wednesday uh, from the American Bank Center in Corpus Christi. There was an advertisement... For one of the upcoming places, and it was the it was like the something I care centers arena, which made me laugh. But then again, my hockey team plays in the Little Caesars arena. Nice. So, what? what how can I? It's hot and ready, Lee. Yep, yep. You, if you yellow your order as you walk through the door at a Little Caesars, and you can like seamlessly walk up to the counter, tap your credit card, grab your pizza that the guy's already provided Have you. Done this? I've done. I have been in and out of a Little Caesars pizza with a hot and ready pizza and a, and some wings. In I swear to God, five seconds. That's nuts. I uh, don't think Little it's Caesar's... hot. Listen, it's hot and ready. Little Caesars is the Baron Corbin of quick pizza. That's right? a truer statement has never been <laughs> been uttered. Um, this anyways, is now the pizza podcast. AEW Dynamite starts with a bang. 
Uh, we've got the Lucha Bros, and we got Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Uh, good match. No commercials that no I can recall. Uh, and we'll talk about the commercials Keep in later. mind that we're watching Canadian versions. It may be different. Elsewhere. Yeah. So occasionally I get the UK version, which is the subscription-based version, which shows you everything. There's no commercial breaks. There's no picture-in-picture. Picture. Uh, even when they go to a hard commercial where there is no picture-in-picture, picture, you just see the arena and the lights and people just being drunk or whatever. <laughs> they just show the crowd. Really. <laughs> <laughs> So, not not the case in this case. Yes. So, anyways, uh, Lucha Bros, Kenny Omega, Bannon Page have a good match. Uh, slow start uh, as the it's super over with the crowd already. No need to uh, break your ass. Lots of hot dogging and lots, grandstand. Lots, lots of slow glove taking off and lots of chopping. Lots of... Yeah. This is a great match, though. Good match. I, I love this match. Um, yeah. I always love Fast and Furious tag matches. Lots of cool spots. Lots of uh, unique offense uh, every, from Ray Phoenix, Adam Page. Every time you have yeah. Ray Phoenix and Pentagon in the ring, you know you're going to have something special, something yeah. unique. I love this match up until the finish, and we seem to have somewhat differing opinions on this. Are yeah. Okay? So, uh, so Kenny takes the pin from Pentagon, if, if memory serves. Uh, because someone has to. But so the setup here is that the Lucha Bros are a tag team. Adam yes. Page and Kenny Omega are not a tag team. Yes. They are working as tag but partners. I, I think they could have done this three different ways at the end. Either you make Adam Page take the pin. Kenny is yes. just this this goes into a bigger problem and we should just get this over. So with. in AEW they don't do BS finishes. They don't do yes. they try to avoid disqualifications if and at anything. all possible. They want to do clean finishes. Fair. This okay. is one of those times they could have done that, though. In yes, my opinion. you can get away with it once like, in a while. Once a month. Or so you have, like uh, so you have the conundrum of the Lucha Bros, who are a tag team. They should reasonably go over in this match. At that point, who's going to take the pin? Because it has to be Adam Page or it has to be Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is getting pinned all the time. Yes. Uh, so therefore, why not it, it be him and Adam Page can who has something else going on? There's something going on with Adam Page that we don't know yet. Well, it's him and. Kenny, so either of them could have took the pin, but this is this goes into a bigger problem in that two years ago, Kenny was the hottest thing in wrestling. Yes, like he he was coming off three great years at the Tokyo Dome, essentially with Okada, uh, Tanahashi, and then Okada again. I think right. Yep. Yeah. Um, he was the hottest thing in wrestling. People were wondering where is he going to go? Is he going to sign with WWE? Is he going to you know stay with the Bucks on the independent scene? Is he going to stay in New Japan? And he was the hottest thing in wrestling, and everybody was super excited for him in AEW. And if you did, were not familiar with Kenny Omega before, and you're just watching AEW now, you'd be like, what's, what's the big deal? What's yeah. the big deal? Especially when like JR is constantly putting him over. Yes, yeah, like, the best the, ever. The and best wrestler in the world. He's not just yeah. that, too. He's charismatic. But, he can cut a promo that some people like, some people there, don't. There's more storytelling than just the pin, though, because there is the ending spot is that Adam Page hits Omega with the buckshot right. lariat. Right, and that's why you don't seem to have a problem with it because you're waiting for the larger story. Yes. I'm of, someone had to lose. Yeah, I'm of the different yeah. opinion that I don't think you should. To quote Rich Evans in the Last Jedi Half in the Bag review, <laughs> you just write it differently. At the end of the day, wrestling is it's it's fake. Yeah, I get and you that. can do anything you want. No, I get so that. I to that to that point, you are correct. Yes, but that, wrestling is all about perception. Right, and, and right if now, you did not percept- want to pin this guy, there are a million ways yeah. not to do it. Yes, exactly. Yes. Don't book it in the first place because. Yeah. I, Kenny right now is like I think he should, but I think he should be undefeated up until this point. I don't think he should have lost to Joey Janela even on dark. But that's that's Jericho. Yeah. Right. But still, other than the Scorpius, Kenny guy. is your. That's the guy that you're gonna put the strap on someday, and he's gonna like assumingly skyrocket the show into superstardom because yeah. he it, is your superstar. Which seems like a million miles away right now. Yeah. Because like there's no positioning of him. 
in that. Yeah, in that he's regard. like yeah. Moxley is that. Yeah, he's getting yeah. booked he, right now. Kenny Omega is being booked how people were afraid he was going to be booked in WWE. Yes, which is fifty fifty. Sometimes he wins, sometimes he loses. He's not getting pushed into the main event right away. And it's, I don't know. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a great match, and someone had to lose, and when you run the calculations, the right thing happened. And that's, I think another it. problem <laughs> is is that Kenny got so over in New Japan because of his big 40-minute long matches against these superstars. And another problem right now, I think there is no one in AEW who is the right opponent for Kenny for those kinds of matches. Yeah. The closest we got is Pac, yeah. who is a fine upper mid-carder, but he's not... Speaking he's, of Pac. He's, he's no Okada. <laughs> he's no Tanahashi. No, not yet. Yeah. you got to pin Kenny Omega a few more yes, times. Yes, and if you've got there. someone of that level of ability and superstar to go against Kenny in a 40-minute bank or in a pay-per-view, that's what's going to push Kenny to that superstar level, to these people who have never seen him in that kind of match before. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Pac shows up on the big screen uh, saying he'd asked Omega a question and had not received an answer. In an effort to remind Omega who he is, Pac snuck into Michael Nakazawa's dressing room and left a doll in there. No. Uh, <laughs> leading Omega to run out of the ring. As Omega searched backstage, this is when it went into a picture-picture commercial. And, and a bunch I, of shit happened. And I'm, uh, I, it's like approaching midnight when I'm watching this, and I'm just like, I am going to skip the commercials. It's not going to... Even though a bunch of shit happened right. in it. They got uh, attacked backstage by the Lucha Brothers. So, so therein lies the rub, is that when we come back from the inset commercial, it's not mentioned. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not followed up on. And of course, if you're watching the UK subscriber version, it would be silly to recap something that the audience literally just saw, which would be the WWE way of doing things. Only that there were a few instances on this show where presumably not like if it's during a commercial, you assume it doesn't matter. Yeah. If I'm going to get up and, and take a piss or get a drink, now's the time to do it or drink your piss, whatever you want to do. Uh, so I, I, with that mentality, I'm like, listen, if there's an inset thing here, I'm going to skip it. Yeah. And I'm going to see how the show plays, not knowing what happened. So all I know is Pac showed up on screen. He said, I got uh, Nakazawa. Kenny Omega ran backstage. End of segment. That's it. I don't know what yeah, happened. Yeah, and what way. happened during the commercial is that him and Adam, like Adam Page eventually, were both looking backstage and couldn't find it. Then Lucha Brothers attacked Kenny, which showed that their feud, their really many feud that happened here is not done. No. So even if you could say, well, it's not super consequential to the rest of the storyline, it is still adding to it. Right. It it expands it further. Especially when we see Kenny Omega later in the night and no further mention of Michael Nakazawa. Yeah, and it's, what it's the Game of Thrones problem. We didn't yeah. see Daenerys go... She forgot about the Iron Fleet. Yeah, it's like, like sure, like her elaborating about the Iron Fleet isn't necessarily important. Yeah. But if you expand that out, it satisfies a lot of people because it's filling in holes that shouldn't need to be filled in. Yeah, and that's kind of the number one problem with AEW is them assuming... You are pursuing this information or watching all these other things that people yeah. just aren't. Uh, yeah, so pursuing the information. E- even dark. Sometimes they'll mention things that happen on dark. Sometimes they do not. Sometimes they. Yeah, and it's yeah. another problem that happened during this tag match is oh Kenny and Omega and Kenny and Kenny Adam and Page, Omega. Yeah, Kenny and Adam Page. <laughs> They reconciled on Twitter, and that's all they said about it. Yeah, that's great. I'm happy that you're talking about. Only it. they didn't how about because sh- the storyline's going yeah. on. How about you show the tweet on the screen, sure. or yeah. better yet, how about you have a quick five second backstage vignette where Adam and Kenny walk High up five to each other shit. and they just handshake <laughs> and they're like, you know what? Let's put this shit behind us. Let's go get it done. Yeah, but just. Excalibur saying they reconcile on Twitter is not good enough. The so yes, so this whole thing with Adam Page leaving the elite, quote unquote, uh, which would be Kenny and the Bucks, yeah, uh, that's kind of led into this. Only again, they didn't show any of that, 
Uh, we were just told that Adam Page has left, so there's some animosity here. Well, they they were able to work together. Uh, Kenny Omega was a little bummed that Adam Page took a pin uh, or, or got the pin last week. Uh, so, okay, whatever. Oh, they made up on Twitter. Okay, but well, now there's dissension again. And we don't really know how it started. We don't know what Adam Page's, why he left, what his problem is. We don't yeah. know what's wrong with Adam Page. It seems to me that AEW is trying to satisfy... It's a damn that they do, damn that they don't situation in some regard, and that they're trying to satisfy all audiences. Because what I think the AEW's mentality is, is if we don't have anything of storyline or consequence on being the elite in Dark... People that watch those are going to be pissed because nothing happens on them. Yeah, but like that doesn't mean that on the two-hour main show you can't quickly exactly. mention those things. You can't give some... Con- Why did Adam Page leave the Elite? I don't know. Why did yeah. he leave? No, and that's the problem. Was he just like, finish. oh, you guys are holding me back yeah. or I need to go it alone? Mention that. I mean more damn if they do, damn if they don't in the in the sense that if they don't have anything of consequence of storytelling in Dark and being the Elite... Like, so it's like reading pissed. comic books at that point. Yeah. Which is why I stopped reading comic books. Yeah. Because I'm trying to read a main book, and it's like, well, we're referencing six different books you don't read. Yeah. And you are missing out on context because you can't because just read you Batman number six. You yes. have to also read Green Lantern number 14. Yeah. That's, that was the chart. That was why comics are where they are. Yeah. Uh, Darby Allen and Cody uh, as a team versus The Butcher and The Blade. The bunny. And finally, a decision I agree with at the end. I think even though the Blade and the Butcher are a new tag team, I think they were right in putting Cody over. Yes. Yeah. He's over right now. Why not continue that trend? Uh, also, uh, the crowd loves Darby. Uh, yes. He's he's relatively over. And now uh, Darby and Cody will presumably have a rematch at some point, which Absolutely. is fine by me. But sorry, I spoiled uh, the finish. Uh, what? I spoiled the finish of this. Yeah, well, then we'll just skip to the go to the finish. Um, yeah, it was fine. Uh, hey, these guys can wrestle. They got some cool offense. I don't know. I, I love the look of the Butcher. He's a big, ugly, fat dude. What yeah. heels should look like. Uh, I like when he stomps around the ring and then uh, Bunny stands in the middle and just bounces. Yeah. Uh, that's all right. That's fine. Uh, that's I don't know great. if that's an intended yeah. uh, co-entrance, uh, but that's that's literally what Yes, it is. and uh, the, finish of, <laughs> the finish of Cody winning here is not going to hurt because... People are no. more excited about Cody being over and winning rather than it's being... Ins- Every time fucking Cody comes out, it's insane. Yeah. It's like, what the... F- this guy... Is so over. Is so um, <laughs> And, pe- like, so him winning... People are being more happy about Cody winning than there are people being angry right. that the Blade and Butcher lost in their debut match. Right. Or, sorry, their second match. These guys are also... A, a ste- Cody is is getting to MJF on the January 1st show. Yeah. This is a stepping the stone. The storyline wasn't about the Blade yes. and Butcher in this and, case. And you put Cody over in this one, and now guess what Cody there can be a bullshit finish or Cody can legitimately lose uh, against MJF with yeah. some shenanigans um, with Wardlow I assume he's going to do some bullshit yeah and Darby uh, could be uh, Cody's Wardlow <laughs> Cody's Wardlow yeah. everybody needs a Wardlow yeah that's what I'm trying to say awesome Kong this was a thing <laughs> man anytime awesome Kong or Brandy Rhodes showed up in this show yeah. I was up I was upset <laughs> yeah, this like, is I, not, I'm up so late watching this. And I'm this, like, is this is not is over. Not, this is bad. this ain't it. Uh, so Awesome Kong defeats Miranda Elise. I'm a, glad it was a squash. In a squash. Well, it's Awesome Kong. That's, that's all you're going to get. Is yeah. a squash. Uh, Brandy Rhodes in a pre-taped video package continued to single out Chris Statlander, who could be wrestle, uh, who would be wrestling in the number one contender match later in the night, saying she hoped the alien would come home. That's a timely reference to a movie that came up before either of us was born. Uh, Kong ran through Lise in a matter of seconds, and the duo of Kong and Rhodes took a piece of her hair as a trophy. And, yeah, they're trying to recruit Chris Dallin. This is dumb. Recruit? 
Yes. I don't know what their ultimate goal is. I don't know... <laughs> they, they gotta... <laughs> <laughs> they shave someone's hair. They're getting more hair to make the, the collaboration gimmick, wig. Their gimmick is like evil steampunk cosplay. They're making the new Yeti. <laughs> So made exclusively, of every made jobber, exclusively out of jobbers, out hair. of jobber women hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the well, yeti. Well, now I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this, um, this is going to be a payoff. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's a long game. Got to, got to hang in there. Jungle Boy and Chris Jericho. Uh, this was another inset uh, commercial in which Chris Jericho came out and, and did a promo, presumably. Yeah, I don't when, know what he said. When Jericho was speaking on the mic, especially because this is the only segment that had more viewers than NXT. Yeah. And every week is the same case with this. If Jericho's going to talk on the mic, it has to be on TV. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah. Just figure it out. Let like, Awesome Kong cut some more hair uh, and, yeah. then, and then get Jericho. Like, I don't care what you do, but if Jericho's going to speak, be on TV. It seems... It seems pretty uh, simple that your guy who is most over that gets the viewers over the other show every week, regardless of how you how much you care about the war minute to minute. Yeah, uh, the Wednesday night war as it will. Yeah, we need to hear what Chris Jericho is saying. Subtitle it. I don't know. I don't know what has to be done. Yeah. Uh, but this this doesn't work uh, because Chris Jericho. We do, missed the Chris Jericho. Just promo. do heat and headlocks during a commercial. Then when it yeah. comes back on, immediately Chris Jericho can leave the ring, cut that promo, and the whole yeah. shabab. So it, with me skipping commercials, I I didn't see. Did he, was it just a simple promo on the mic? I couldn't hear it because the commercials music. Yeah. Anyway, commercials audio was. On. Uh, Jungle Boy comes out quick, uh, going for pinning combinations and other high off uh, speed offense. Jericho went for an early line tamer. Uh, but couldn't lock it in. Jake Hagar got involved at ringside, smashing Jungle Boy into the guardrail. Luchasaurus and Hagar uh, got into it before Marco Stunt was caught clean with an elbow uh, as he tried to fly at Hagar. The action leading to everyone being kicked out of ringside, except for Man, the two Jungle Boy's mom and sister just sandbag in this match. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho's uh, leaving, so Jungle Boy technically did not win, and yeah. just smiles on Jungle Boy's family. But listen. They're not in. They're not in the business, brother. <laughs> it's not the worked grandma. Yeah, uh, she's a stunt granny. Um, it's the stunt granny. Yeah, so I, I had a good laugh at that. I'm like, you're just sandbagging this shit. Uh, they were, you know, they were reacting to everything. Jungle Boy was was doing good. There was there was some storytelling here where Chris Jericho, uh, it was cocky, clearly playing with him. Could have gone for a pin a few times and just didn't. Yeah. Uh, but then every time Jungle Boy got some offense in it was immediately to a roll-up pin or something where this is he was just trying to end the match uh so i feel the storytelling here was was done pretty well uh chris jericho goes for a really deep uh walls of jericho what is it what is it called in the line tamer right line tamer is with one knee walls of jericho is he's just squatting okay yeah is that for real yes i thought walls of jericho wasn't a thing that existed in AEW. wall of jericho he like he might just not use it in AEW. but walls of jericho i don't think like anybody's ever tapped to it it's the lion tamer when he's like okay i'm going to win now i'm gonna put my knee on you yes because it hurts Uh, more jungle boy uh, is in a lot of pain here chris jericho with the perfect positioning in the middle of the rings jungle boy can't go for the rope break jungle boy lasts through the 10 minute time limit jericho uh, assumes assumes when he hears the bell that he is tapped he learns that jungle boy did not in fact tap he asks asks for 
Uh, five more it's minutes. Like five more minutes. Five, five more minutes. <laughs> uh, goes back into the ring, gets a little more offense on Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy gets a second win, goes for a few close pin attempts. Jericho leaves the ring, grabs his belt, and leaves, <laughs> yeah. uh, which made me laugh out loud. Jericho's uh, the best. That, that's, that's how you get someone like Jungle Boy over without actually having to drop yes. out in any way. Uh, he, he, so while on paper, Jungle Boy did last the 10 minutes, there were multiple times throughout the match where Chris Jericho could have just, just finished him off. Yeah. Jungle Boy, of course. Uh, has not won a match. Yeah, <laughs> but this will it. propel Jungle Boy uh, up in the fans' eyes. Yep, it makes the champion look strong. It makes him look like a complete asshole, and it, it gives the rub to uh, young yeah, and Jungle Jack. This Perry. led into jo- Jericho being like, "Oh, let's forget about Jungle Boy. Who cares about Jungle Boy? I yeah. want to talk about Moxley." And he's basically admitted here that he is afraid of Moxley as he should be because Moxley, as far as kayfabe is concerned, is an absolute badass. Yeah. Um, so I like this. I like Too bad Moxie wasn't on this show. We'll talk about that at the end, I guess. Yes. Uh, yeah, great. Good stuff. That's, yep. that's a good that's a good match. Uh, Christopher Daniels backs down from a challenge. <laughs> Christopher Daniels, I like, the Fallen I Angel. I really like how they're implementing uh, the botch into the storyline. <laughs> well, are they implementing the botch, or was it a worked botch? Was it that? Who's to say? Uh, so as SU was cutting a backstage promo for their incoming upcoming main event match against the Young Bucks, Pentagon and Phoenix interrupted with Pentagon saying he doesn't think Christopher Daniels has it anymore. Uh, with Frankie Cazares and Scorpio Sky uh, egging Daniels on to prove he does, he instead hung his head and walked away. No, I, I like yeah. how they if because I don't think this botch was intentional. Like you don't want to make start shooting on him for exposing the business yeah. and that uh, that, that, <laughs> that television special. She's a stunt granny. Um, She's a stunt granny. No, I like how they're implementing it into the the storyline. Yeah, nice. but if, I don't know if you've gone back and watched him slip off that off that rope. Man, That's <laughs> it's, funny. it's awful. Yeah. But I guess good if they're gonna. Yeah, but let's get into this tag match. It's not his fault that the rope was was <laughs> greasy. Uh, that tag match hasn't happened yet. There was first. You may have put it out of your brain because of the cringeworthiness of what happened afterwards, but Chris Danlander and Britt Baker had a match Oh, this first. is the brandy shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is the number one contender match for the women's championship. Baker uh, was going for the lockjaw when Statlander stood, picked her up on her back, and positioned her for the Big Bang Theory. Didn't know the move was called that. That's awful. Uh, yeah, that's awful. <laughs> Statlander earned her shot at Riho on January 1st. Brandy Rhodes came out great <laughs> during the post-match promo. Uh, when I say post-match promo, I mean Tony Schiavone said something, and then Chris Tatlander touched her nose and touched Tony's nose. Tony, at that point, seemed to uh, lose his mind and not know where he was. Then Brandy came out. That was just awful. Uh, so to call that a post-match promo is uh, a bit uh, facetious. I love, I simultaneously love and hate Chris Tatlander. I think she can easily be good the look, c- great wrestler. Yeah, I think she could easily be the centerpiece. Of the- shit. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, like, can easily be the centerpiece of everyone's division going forward. So I'm to understand she did an interview on Dark where she was just like Chris Statlander. Yeah. Yeah. Now she's touching people by the nose. No, like you can go for another outlandish gimmick, but there's a reason why there has never been an alien gimmick before in wrestling. Yeah. It just doesn't Uh, work. Also, too much recruitment. Uh, too much heel recruitment yeah. going on in the show in general, and we'll get to that in the end. But there's Moxley, uh, Brandy Rhodes there's came the out. Recorder, there's fucking... <laughs> yeah, uh, asked Stanlander to join the Nightmare Collective. Stanlander shook her finger in Rhodes's face, leading uh, Melanie Cruz and Awesome Kong to walk down the ramp. While Statlander was distracted, Rhodes hit her in the eye. Yeah, why is it so shoe. wrong to just have Kong and then Brandy as her manager? That's it. Yes. That's all it should be. Uh, what? Who, who? So, if you lose to them, you get your haircut. Sure. That's, if you join that's... them, you get your haircut. Yeah. What is the what is the difference? Uh, 
Uh, you willingly give up your hair. Okay, and then you become you become part of them. Sure, it's the straight edge society <laughs> all over again, brother. Uh, so SCU and the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks video package led into the match with them uh, t- talking about having failed to live up uh, to being the best team in the world since AEW kicked off. Yes, they've lost quite quite a lot. It's JR the, is still putting them over. It's though. the same kind of uh, problem. The match. Was, as you'd expect from two great teams who are extremely familiar with one another, very good belt-to-bell. In the end, Matt Jackson was hit with the SEU later uh, for the title-retaining victory. After the match ended, the Dark Order's Creeper surrounded the ring. And now, let's talk about this. Uh, so Evil Uno and Stu Grayson walked out and said they uh, weren't here to offer uh, offer the teams to join Dark Order. Also, throughout the show, we should mention there was... Uh, stuff popping up for joindarkorder.com. There was a glitch I during like the that. opening match. So we... Listen. For the last three weeks, we've been saying, these vignettes are good. Yes. This team that was a zero to us... They should not immediately go to the main event tag program. Yes, though. they should not show up on the last live show of the year they and should be, be the focus. They should be beating up, like, who's another t- Like, the best friends, okay? Yeah. There should have been a match with, like, best friends against... But that wouldn't be your main event. But it should be in the middle of the show. Yeah, it should be. The, no, yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Middle of yeah. the show. Have best friends versus the fucking hybrid two. Sure. Jack Evans and Angelico, and then Dark Order comes out and they beat up the best friends. The hybrid two just leave because they're heels, and boom, that pushes the Dark Order storyline yes. forward. But it doesn't sacrifice the integrity of your top stars, which we're going to get into. Well, right instead, now. we did this. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, the Creepers jumped in the ring and began a beatdown with Alex Reynolds and John Silver as the unmasked Creepers who were being initiated. I don't know how John Silver got wrapped up in this. No, there was, like... Alex Reynolds was seeing the weird TV it commercial. Was, no, it was John on last Silver episode. Uh, Alex Reynolds, like, gives... You know the paper they have yeah, with yeah. the tabs? He Gave pushes it, it to John Silver's chest and he's like, this is what we should do. No, that happened. You Good call, just... boys. <laughs> Christopher Daniels, Kenny Omega, Cody, and Dustin Rhodes all attempted to make the save, but the numbers were far too... Oh, man. This is... I didn't like this. Uh, Reynolds and Silver were given uh, their masks as the show went off the air, and Uno gouged Nick Jackson in the mouth, drawing out his hand covered in blood. It certainly was an odd way to end Dynamite for 2019. But the Dark Order actually felt threatening for the first time, says this reader. Yeah, I which... didn't like this... Well, um, they feel threatening in that they they ran roughshod over every baby face, including Kenny Omega, who came out here. And uh, I, Michael Nakazawa, nowhere to be seen. We don't know what happened to Michael No, Nakazawa. and that's clearly AEW's, AEW's intention is to make them like a threat. I didn't like this, but I also didn't hate it as much as like some people no, did. No, uh, some people who have heralded this as the beginning of the end for AEW. Yeah. Uh, that's a bit, that's that's a bit, a bit over dramatic, hyperbolic, I think. Uh, but at the same time, no, I don't think this is the right... Like, we already talked about how this should have been done with yeah. the other tag teams. This was, it's it's one of those things where now uh, people have their excuses. It's like, well, all those guys wrestled. They're all exhausted. The the jobbers beat them up. It's like, well, Dustin Rhodes didn't wrestle. Uh, the the only note here is that Adam Page didn't come out. Yeah, an exhausted. But, but Adam Omega, Page left the elite. Exhausted so Kenny Omega should still beat up Alex Reynolds. Well, he's Johnson. exhausted looking for Michael Nakazawa for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that and greasy this, bastard? <laughs> and this leads into another problem that we were talking about earlier today out of the podcast. This show instead of should have ended with a big angle with Moxley and Jericho. Yes, because they're going to be off air for a week. Moxley, besides Jericho, is probably and Cody. Those three are probably the most over people. Presumably, Moxley, Moxley has a dark match, right? And maybe, and yeah. then Moxley has 
put. He's always the one that pushes numbers. He is a draw. He's literally a draw. So yes, for all the talent they have to fit into a two-hour show, and there's there's a lot of talent on AEW, and there's only so much time because yeah. again, they don't have a billion shows like AEW does and all this extra content. Well, they do, but no one watches them. Uh, but there's like Dark, and that's kind of it. Yeah. Uh, and as we were saying, John Moxley should be on every, every show. show. He pushes yeah. numbers. He's people watch the show because John Moxley's on it. Yes. Stone Cold in 1997 to like 1998, 99, he came out like he was on like eight segments or came out to the ring like eight yeah. times. His music hit four times a night. Don't uh, don't make him like Triple H where he just gets involved in every storyline or anything like that. But, yeah. but but have him visible. Have him in backstage. Have him cut a quick promo. Do a squash match. Squash match. Squash match. Do uh, do something with that guy because he yeah. next to Jericho. Even if it's once a night, that's all yes, you need. He is insanely over, and the fact that you aren't using him is. Really it's, bizarre. It's criminal. Uh, it's criminal. That's yeah. It. Like it's against the law. You're giving time to fucking Brandy cutting off hair. We saw Brandy twice. We saw John yeah, Moxley we saw Brandy zero times. twice. Yeah. And we saw Moxley. That Chris Statlander match could have ended. You could have had a Moxley something uh, yeah. before the before the main event. Absolutely. Get people watching the Moxley segment. Hey, Moxley's or, on AEW. You know, and even, then go into Even better. Chris Statlander wins. She walks at the ramp. Moxley comes out for a promo because he's pissed at Jericho. Or something like that. He's just going to say, I'm not joining the, the inner circle or whatever. Yeah, the Dark Order. <laughs> so as they're walking up the ramp, Chris Stantlander can look at Moxley. And Moxley can look at her. And they look at each other for a second. And Moxley just gives her a nod. Like, I acknowledge you being a badass. Yeah. Boom. She gets a little bit of a rub. She touches him on the nose. Yeah. We, he, he forgets <laughs> who he is. <laughs> we quickly transition to a promo with Moxley, which gets people interested, especially off um, a, what, let, let's be serious here, a cold woman's match between Baker and Stantlander. Yeah. And, yeah, it would be all gravy. But we didn't. Uh, yes. Uh, so if that's one thing we can agree on, it's we need more John Moxley. Need more AEW. Moxley. It's, it's, like, insane that he wouldn't be on every show. Yeah. It's Just, like having Jericho not on every show. And he has yeah. been, thankfully, pretty yeah. much. Um, Other than when they go to commercial for him. So there was one commercial while Jericho... It could have been while Jericho was talking. or somewhere later in the show. And it was a commercial for, uh, I guess, the Star Wars... The star, you know about the Star Wars? You heard about them? Uh, maybe. Uh, they're going to be on television. <laughs> they're going to run on, on TNT or TSN or whatever the hell channel it was. So the commercial, and I was like not paying attention, because again, it was a commercial. So I went to get a drink or something in the kitchen, the thing's just playing. And the, the, the voiceover in the commercial was, and I, I kid you not, this Friday, Star Wars. This Friday, Star Wars. And I'm like, what? So I go and I go check. It's just it's like flashing pictures of all the different Star Wars movies and like clips and lines and stuff like that. And then the graphic would just be this Friday, Star Wars. Uh, and then you can watch them all back to back to back to back. This Friday, Star Wars were the only words <laughs> mentioned on this commercial. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, no more needed to be said. This Friday, do that with Moxley. Star Wars. This Wednesday. This Wednesday. John Moxley. Moxley. Yeah, that's all. Oh, me <laughs> <laughs> this Friday, Black Rain. <laughs> Black Rain. <laughs> uh, anyways, NXT had a hell of a show. Bookended with championship matches. Uh, apparently, this would have been the better show to watch, ultimately. Yeah, but... and I do agree after hearing about it, at least. Uh, yeah. Of all the NXTs you chose not to watch uh, for one reason or another, you missed apparently a great one. Uh, Adam Cole and Finn Balor had a match. Uh, the most anticipated commercial-free NXT title match kicked off uh, this week's festivities. Some fast-paced mat wrestling was the theme early on, with Balor eventually gaining the upper hand on the champion. On the outside, however, Cole was able to turn the tables for a bit by taking out ba- uh, Balor's knee on the apron with a superkick. Balor sold the knee injury the rest of the way, including after a, a missed coup de gras attempt. Uh, the challenger would eventually connect with the coup de gras uh, 
onto coal before setting up a 1916. I think you misnomer, and that is the 1917, which would be is one better. Is it though? Uh, it's the 1916. Is what it's actually called. Uh, with the NXT Championship in his sights, before he was left stunned by an unexpected surprise, the crowd roared, and Balor uh, stared toward the top of the ramp to see Johnny Gargano entering the arena. Uh, Cole uh, would land a low blow to the distracted Balor prior to connecting with his second last shot of the match to retain the NXT title post-match Gargano made his way into the ring picking up a steel chair along his journey uh, Johnny Wrestling began brutally belting Balor with the chair um, until Prince quote-unquote was eventually able to flee to the backstage area through the crowd uh, so Balor kind of like a tweener in NXT is Balor staying in NXT? I thought this was no he's staying in NXT okay yeah. this weird to have him in the mix, uh, why? With, with these other, because eventually these guys that he is now back down fighting will go to the WWE roster. No, Gargano, Gargano and Champa, dude. I we we talked about this. Gargano and Champa are never dude, going to I the main we roster. Talked about this. Yeah. No, like I'm ninety nine percent positive they were into their contracts. Like I do not want to go to the main roster. Like Walter, I will never leave. Gargano uh, has no hope in the main roster. He's a. He's, as short as Shorty G. Yeah. Vince will take one look at him and be like, "Oh, he's not big enough." Doesn't matter how good of a wrestler he is. Shorty G is a great wrestler. Yeah. Doesn't matter. He's not sure. AJ Styles. You don't get to be And AJ Styles, the only reason is because he was the first person ever to make Roman look good at Extreme Rules 2016. <laughs> remember it. No, I do remember it. It was a great match. Uh, so before we get to the main event of NXT, let's talk about what else happened. Damian Priest uh, defeated Killian Dane. Uh, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic uh, will be returning in 2020. Yay! Cameron Grimes defeats Kushida. Uh, Io Shirai defeats uh, Santana Garrett. Pete Dunne defeats Travis Banks. And Dakota Kai was interviewed by Kathy Kelly backstage, where she revealed that she has eight staples in her head after being put through two tables last week by Mia Kim. Mia Yim, sorry. Mia Kim just sounds like more like her name. Uh, Kai uh, said she was still the winner and she'll continue until uh, she's NXT champion. Speaking of NXT Women's Champion. We got Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler uh, in the main event here. Um, Ripley started off strong in this one, which of course meant it wasn't long until Horsewoman, uh, Just May Duke, and uh, Marina Shafir uh, made their presence felt. (laughs) That's not how you pronounce it at all. Schaefer? It's, uh, uh, that's not how you pronounce it. Uh, I feel like I've never heard it said out loud. That's my, that's my bad for not watching anything. No, I have, I have heard, you know what, I can't, well, Anyways, the challenger uh, took them both out on the outside with a somersault off the apron, which left the door open uh, for Baszler to stomp Ripley's arm into the steel steps and go on the offensive. Baszler continued to target and brutalize the injured left arm of Ripley. While maniacally uh, taunting her in the process, Ripley eventually gained momentum, but unfortunately, shotgun dropkicked Baszler right into the referee in the corner. She executed the riptide from there, but a pinfall was impossible at that point, seeing as how the referee... Referees have such small health bars, man. Yeah. Um, the two women battled on the outside, and Baszler introduced a chair into the ring shortly after she planted Ripley with a DDT onto the weapon, but was only able to get a two count. The champ was then able to lock in the... Kurafudo clutch? I got that right? Uh, but as, as Ripley was fading, the challenger grabbed the referee by the shirt and opened her eyes wide to show the uh, official that she was still alive and uh, well in this one. Ripley escaped and the two women battled on the top rope of Ripley, but the finishing touches on Baszler with an avalanche riptide. One, two, three. And the 415-day NXT Women's Championship reign of Baszler has come to an end. NXT went off the air to an amazing visual of the 23-year-old Ripley celebrating her title-winning victory with the fans who had stormed the ring. Dude, uh, this quote unquote fans. This is how you book a champion. So let's compare this to the Young Bucks, who are also competing for championships. Sure, 
Their storyline is are they? They were <laughs> they were jobbing until they won two matches and then they got a championship opportunity where they said we have been jobbing, but tonight hopefully we win the championship. <laughs> Rhea Ripley for the past year has been an unstoppable monster who finally got the title shot she's always deserved and then won it. Yeah, weird. And guess what? People liked it very much because she's very over. Rhea Ripley also just happens to be fantastic. She has a great look. She's a good promo. She has an amazing entrance with a great theme, and she's a really good wrestler. And something unique in the women's division, she's very tall, very strong. I'd say probably as tall as Charlotte, even. Um, and you don't get a lot of those. So she'll be up on the main roster concussing. No, what's going to happen is um, <laughs> foreign talent. What's going to happen because obviously they don't want to like Shayna has been in the women's division in NXT for a long time, um, and I don't want to say she's bad because she's not at all. I love the way she wrestles, but people are very. Uh, exhausted by her wrestling style which is a very methodical slow pace so what i think is going to happen instead is we'll get a fresh contender for Rhea. Rhea will hold the belt for a while meanwhile Shayna will go to the main roster and either she's going to go right right away or she's going to wait out until to the rumble and maybe even win the rumble because by all accounts by all accounts vince is like oh she was an mma she's legit tough so like, uh, what's Ronda Rousey is is there? There's been no news on her. No, she she's having a back. family with Travis Brown. Okay, so I don't think she's gonna be back this well, who, year. At least. Who doesn't want to do that? Well, Total uh, Divas tells us a lot of things. Listen, <laughs> I stopped watching Total Divas. That should tell you all, everything you know about the current state of Total Divas. Uh, Wednesday Night War ratings. Let's hit it. NXT seven ninety five, AEW six eighty three. Uh, this is bad for both shows. This is not. This is it's the kind of leadership. NXT. Obviously, uh, they were trying to impeach their president or whatever, so that's going to have some effect on it. Uh, yeah, NXT but, uh, all accounts apparently. The Cole better. and Finn opened up with no, nearly a million viewers. Yeah, so you can't just say oh impeachment. And I am tired of excuses. Sure. The people that want to watch it will watch it. Yep. Um, at the end of the day, AEW lost because NXT had a better show. The, the appointment viewing of it, the people who are watching the show live, the idea that a football game, a presidential something, is the thing to blame for this. When when those things aren't present, the numbers are still the number. Raw is the biggest yeah. example of this. And in general, if you go to a wrestling fan, I'm like, where are you more interested today? Are you interested in the Young Bucks who have lost a bunch of matches against SCU in a title match? Yeah. Or are you more interested in Adam Cole versus Finn Balor? which is a dream match for the yeah. championship, and Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler in a championship match. Also some of a dream match because everybody's been looking forward to it for mm-hmm. a very long time. And, and at, you at pull the, the trigger day, on Rhea Ripley, making yeah. people who watch NXT or have been on the fence about doing so know that, uh, oh, things can... T- and there's, there's, no, time- there's no hair cutting in NXT. Yeah, the, the title change on TV, has it's, it's an elusive thing in WWE. It doesn't happen all the time. It, yeah. If it is going to happen, it's going to happen like the day after a pay-per-view or something. Yeah. It rarely happens... Mid midstream, as it were. Yeah, but uh, at so. the end of the day, the better show won. That's just yep. the reality, man. And that's fine. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as we mentioned, the Jericho segment is always the segment that beats AW uh, beats NXT in the ratings every uh, and week. They they cut some of it off with a commercial, and they didn't have John Moxley. If you separate Jericho and John Moxley on that show, you could have two spikes in viewership. Yeah, you uh, don't need to announce a match with John Moxley. Just be like John Moxley. John yeah. Maxley. John Maxley. John Moxley will appear tonight to address like yeah. fans' concerns about, about him, him joining, joining the, inner, the circle. inner circle. Or the Dark Order. Or the Awesome Kong. Yeah. I mean, like, it <laughs> All three of them. Simple things like that would really yeah. push your program. Uh, so the idea with the Dark Order thing, obviously, if if we are already having them show up in the main event and beat all the baby faces down, uh, there will be something bigger with that. Presumably, you will have a reveal of 
maybe a, a superstar being part of them outside of Stu Grayson. Yeah, have them uh, game with the best friends for a while. And that was not me calling Stu Grayson a superstar. That was, but in, <laughs> in the Dark Order, he's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and in general, I, I think they're making a mistake with SCE being the champion still. Like I said weeks ago, Lucha Brothers should be the champions right now. Yeah. Like, yes. They're a fantastic team to watch, and there's so many teams they could feud with right now. That I mean, that should reasonably be next pay-per-view. SCU is over, quote-unquote, yeah. but not nearly to the degree of like a Lucha Brothers or even a Young Bucks. No, SCU matter. should be the ones on pay-per-views in an early match or kickoff show putting over uh, another team or something like that, or the, the occasional win. They're in the mix. Um, yeah, I'm fine with them being champions at some point. But them continuing to hold the championships yeah, is Yeah, I'm fine with them being champions at some point, but when yeah. you're trying to cultivate new fans, I don't think this is going to be the team that makes people stay. It, it, was, it was shocking when they won the tournament, and then it was more shocking that they have continued to win yeah uh and and again we're, we're talking about going into a week off uh it ended on such a wet fart compared to nxt yeah like compare the two shows endings it, there's no competition yeah it's like uh, a whole new era of nxt's coming up because gargano came back Rhea's yeah. the new champion you have new feuds emerging you have shane possibly <laughs> AW, you got off. a fat guy putting his hand in another guy's mouth yeah uh exactly and that's where we're at and we're yeah. wondering where adam page is because he left the elite and then he didn't come save him so what does that mean yeah i don't know all right, four minutes left. And where the fuck is Michael Luxella? <laughs> is he okay? What did fuck do to him? Uh, yeah, so no emails this week. Uh, Reed, do you have anything to say about Reed on Honor this week? Uh, just that they had their final battle show, which was apparently actually not that bad. But Marty's gone now. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, his contract was up near the end of November. He just appeared on that show as a favor to Ring of Honor. Um, <laughs> Shane Taylor is now gone, who was a TV champion for a while. And The idea of doing a favor to a company that doesn't have doctors. Yeah. But I thought with the few remaining minutes we have, we'd put over our favorite wrestling video podcast. What? OSW Review on YouTube and their site, OSWReview.com. So a lot of the dumb lines and memes uh, we repeat throughout the podcast are from there. Uh, Such as Boy Stables, Meow Meow That's right. Uh, So they are based out of Ireland and therefore talk funny. Uh, But OSW Review, you can find it on YouTube, you can find it on their own website, OSW Review, and they review its old school wrestling podcast. It's not just quote-unquote old school, because they also do movie reviews like Watchmen, The Happening, anything they find generally funny or interesting. They also do... Pornos. Yeah, they also do really cool story (laughs) arcs. It's not just we'll do a pay-per-view here or there. They did a whole 2007... The Black Rain story arc. Yeah. They so did. I think uh, I think conceptually they were just going to go through, yeah, old story arcs. Oh, go through the, the whole old Hogan manias. Era, yeah, uh, the, yeah the, the big stuff. And then review it uh, in a video podcast But once form. they caught up in all the Hulk Hogan stuff, they're like, what do we do now? Yeah. Well, let's do cool things like the David Arquette WCW trilogy. Yeah. Which is ready to rumble Slambury, the Thunder that he won the championship on. It's uh, it, it can't be stressed enough that if you are not familiar with these ages of wrestling, they are very thorough. They explain the storylines. Uh, in every match that comes up on one of the pay-per-views they're reviewing, they actually show you the how match. it got to that point. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the pay-per-view, they actually tell you the aftermath. So, yeah. like, what happened on the Raw and afterwards. they do retrospective. So, like, if they're not going to just talk about David Flair on WCW, they're going to tell you how he got there, yeah. what his current position in the company is, and everything going on in his life at that time, which is super interesting. Yes. Uh, it gives you a lot of context. Uh, you will learn something. Uh, every time you watch. Yeah. Uh, and, and on rewatches, too, because some of these episodes yeah. are too And not so. to mention that it's absolutely hilarious. You have three absolutely yeah. charismatic uh, hosts, um, and they don't talk over each other. Yeah. It's they're, edited very well. They're and taking the piss out of it, uh, and, it's, and it's a really good way to introduce yourself 
myself to old pro wrestling, which a lot of which I, I maybe it's, watched when I was a kid and never it is again. The most so. quality wrestling content on the internet right now, <laughs> even more than this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. Really. Oh my god. Yeah. Reed, how could you? But I highly recommend checking out. It's fantastic. It's my favorite thing. Uh, shout out to B1. He's the best. Uh, yeah. So OSW review. Check it out. That's our that's our shout out this week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Meow so, meow meow. Meow meow meow. Uh, so <laughs> next week uh, being the twenty. 7th, uh, we should be having a show as far as I know. Maybe get Andrew back in here yeah. talk a little Star Wars. I don't know. We should next week, Can't we should do we should do the Sultans of Slam Awards where we give out various awards to specific wrestlers or storylines or yeah, events. Top 10 wrestling matches I didn't watch in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean just like you know, best wrestler, best heel, yeah. um, best storyline of the year. Stuff like that. Perhaps we should. Best pay-per-view. Well, we'll talk about that after the show. Spoiler, it's double or nothing. <laughs> right. Well, for December 20th, 2019, uh, for myself, Lee, and for Reed, that has been the Sultans of... Slam and welcome to the jam!